Welcome to the IEEE Brain Podcast Series, an IEEE Digital Studio production. This episode is conducted in conjunction with the IEEE Signal Processing Society. Today, we're joined by Dr. Maria Giulia Preti, researcher at the Swiss Federal Institute of Technology in Lausanne, Switzerland. Julia shares insights on her areas of research, which includes bioengineering, neuroimaging, magnetic resonance imaging, and brain connectivity. She also provides advice for students and young professionals interested in learning more about becoming involved in neuroscience technology. Julia, thank you for taking time to contribute to the IEEE Brain Podcast series. To start, can you provide a little information about your educational and work background? Sure. Uh, I am a biomedical engineer. I did my studies in Italy at uh, Politecnico di Milano University in Milan, uh, both bachelor and master, and then a PhD in bioengineering. So while there, I had the chance to leave for visiting periods, first in Germany at the Technische Universität München, and then in Boston at Harvard Medical School at MIT where I was a visiting PhD student, and this really opened my horizons. So uh, after that, I moved to Switzerland as a postdoc at the EPFL and University of Geneva, where I'm now currently. And I started quite early doing research and research on the brain with uh, magnetic resonance imaging. Uh, so from my master thesis, actually, and I investigated it from different perspectives through the years. So it's a very broad topic, and but basically I never left the field, so still working on it. And how did you first become involved in IEEE? At first, I got to know IEEE because of IEEE conferences that I started going as a, a junior PhD student. Uh, so the IEEE Engineering in Medicine and Biology Society meetings first. Uh, then the IEEE International Symposium on Biomedical Imaging Meetings. So first I was a student member uh, of IEEE and of the Signal Processing Society. Then since 2018, I became more involved in the community as a member of the Bioimaging and Signal Processing Technical Committee, which is part of the SPS and whose purpose is to promote activities within the field, um, uh, promote paper revisions and conference organization. So as a sponsoring society of IEEE Brain, can you provide some insight on the intersection between the two? Yeah, signal processing and the brain might appear distant to somebody out of the field, but indeed what we do as engineers, mathematicians, physicists, working on neuroimaging like me is analyzing signals, signals from the brain. So applying all methods and techniques and properties of technical disciplines such as signal processing, graph analysis, and more in general mathematics, physics to analyze signals from the brain, uh, which could be electrical signals, uh, magnetic signals from neural activations, or images reflecting some properties inside the brain, like uh, in the case of MRI. Uh, but all of these, we can treat them as signals. So we work at the edge between engineering disciplines and medicine, and in practice, our work in the field of brain MRI consists in developing new methods, more advanced approaches for processing these images, and gain more information from them. So um, about brain physiological, both physiological and pathological conditions. So how the brain works first and what goes wrong in presence of diseases. 
Given your expertise in brain magnetic resonance imaging, can you provide an overview of what's involved and how you see the technology advancing? Yes. Uh, so, yes, I have been working with brain MRI for more than 10 years now. Uh, we're particularly interested on functional MRI, which looks into brain activity, brain functioning. And uh, first, I would like to point out that MRI is a powerful technology we have, as it's non-invasive for participants, so it does not imply radiation. And it allows, at the same time, simply by changing the parameters of the acquisition, to obtain images of the brain with many different contrasts, so highlighting each time different features uh, of our brains. So I said it might be the function, the structure, the microstructure, or the vessel architecture in our brains. So uh, I mostly work with functional MRI, so how activity is organized in brain networks, but uh, also how brain function relates to the structure underneath, uh, which we can explore still with MRI, with another sequence of MRI, and which doesn't change as quickly as the function, you can imagine. So our brain are reacting to external and internal stimuli and are constantly adapting to them and ready to instantaneously react. Um, but how do they use the structure, the neuron bundles along which signals physically travel? So to elucidate this, uh, which is still an unsolved question, I use methods of graph signal processing, which is uh, an emerging field applied to the brain and uh, integrates conventional signal processing, and here's where signal processing comes back, uh, with the theory of graphs. Um, and I've been exploring this in the last couple of years, uh, so uh, I can say that uh, in this field, technology is con constantly advancing, uh, in particular in terms of machines. So nowadays we are witnessing the development of more and more powerful machines. In our case, it means MRI scanners with higher magnetic fields, which are called ultra-high field MRI. And uh, this comes, of course, with advantages on the images that we get because we get a finer resolution, a higher signal-to-noise ratio. And thanks to that, actually, we are able to go deeper in the understanding of how the brain functions. For example, in the field of functional MRI that I mentioned, with such technological advances, we are able to increase more and more the spatial resolution of the images and uh, therefore reach the level of layers and columns along which neurons are organized in the brain, uh, which is something that was totally unthinkable before. Are there in fact challenges that you face? These technological advances come also, of course, with many additional challenges as well, like problems to be solved about uh, artifacts, uh, so uh, a constant work towards the development of uh, suited methodologies uh, to treat these images, so of image processing, uh, should always parallel the, the technological advances. So how important is your work, particularly from a clinical perspective, Yes, yeah, so the final goal, of course, uh, of all these studies that we do is, uh, as you say, clinical application. So uh, finding techniques that are particularly useful in a specific clinical domain to solve some clinical questions. So the benefits uh, always consist in helping patients as, uh, as final aim. And to make some more concrete examples, uh, in the past I had the luck to collaborate with many groups uh, in clinic, many clinical groups. 
and apply the methods that uh, uh, that I developed uh, to study different pathologies. For example, the study of brain networks in epilepsy uh, allowed us to gain more precise information about the areas in the brain that are affected by the disease. And this is crucial to define uh, in this context the areas to target in surgeries uh, performed to remove those affected areas so that uh, the patient uh, doesn't have uh, epileptic seizures anymore. Or uh, other studies that we are conducting are in stroke, for example, um, and these are aimed at predicting uh, at a very early stage of the stroke, so in what is called the acute phase, when a patient comes to the emergency room, what the brain damage will be in the stabilized condition that is only reached after a couple of days. So predict that in advance. And this information is key to take some crucial decision in terms of treatment uh, of the patient. So it's very useful for doctors uh, in the acute phase. Or another important application that I'm working on uh, consists in trying to find early uh, markers uh, of, of pathologies such as Alzheimer's disease, so precious information that you can have at an early stage when the, the dementia didn't develop yet, uh, and that could help, again, in uh, uh, conduct treatments to delay or even prevent the, the onset of the pathology. So to sum up, what our mission is, is exploiting technology at maximum uh, to help doctors treat patients and ease, of course, their conditions. Julia, do you have any advice or insights to offer students or young professionals who might be interested in this particular field? Yes. Yeah, so the field, if we want to consider the more generic field of brain MRI, is very broad. And uh, it can be approached, as said, by many different angles. Uh, as we collaborate with doctors, so you can be an engineer, you can be a physicist, you can be a neurologist, uh, a psychologist. Uh, it's a teamwork. So for students that approach it, for the first time, you can approach it from, from different uh, perspectives, uh, but I would suggest to explore, so get involved, uh, get involved in initiatives, um, maybe workshops organized within their university. So nowadays, it's probably even more easy, it's easier. There, is more, there are more opportunities to get uh, information with these online seminars, online workshops, and this will help to find what is your inspiration as a, uh, when you're a student, when you are, what, what you are interested uh, in. So yeah, the suggestion would be find something that really inspires you because research is at moments very difficult. So it makes it easier if we work on something that we really like and that inspires us. And then contact people, go visit labs, uh, go abroad. Uh, if your study program allows it, do internships uh, that will enrich your baggage and will help you realize what, uh, what your interest here really is. And at last, actually, if I may say, choose people or of who inspires you because uh, they are p people that are passionate about the, what they do. Uh, meeting such uh, individuals through your career, I think it's very, uh, it's key, it changes everything. So I think this is very important in research paths um, such as the one undertaking a PhD. Um, so I had the luck, for example, to learn a lot from people I was working with, from the supervisor, the people that I encountered, I encountered in my path, and I have to say that was a game changer, yeah. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share? 
So the importance of the real concrete collaboration between different fields uh, in our domain, um, the more technical engineering side and the medical one. So this has a great importance. So these two pieces of the puzzle are equally important and one couldn't do without the other in this field. So uh, we have to step uh, outside our domain of competence um, daily, I think. So sometimes we make the mistake of thinking only at pushing techniques, uh, for example, without a clinical question in mind or on the other side, we might think that methods are just a click, uh, clicking a button, uh, whereas there is much more than that. So it's not like that. So instead, there is a need of a real synergy between these two, these two domains. And further, I have the impression that the brightest, most brilliant ideas come always from applying knowledge from a donate from a domain to another one, uh, which might seem unrelated uh, at first, uh, but this is what we should do probably on a, on a daily basis. Thank you for listening to our interview with Dr. Maria Giulia Preti. To learn more about IEEE Brain, please visit our web portal at brain.ieee.org.